going on, everybody? I am Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message for today, May 25th, 2021. I've been up since the crack of dawn already. I gave an hour long speech in Hungary. I gave it here in my room, but I was broadcast in Hungary. I'm doing all sorts of things today. Oh, a little technical thing before we start. Uh, we are now clipping all of our direct messages. So as you guys know, we are live at 11 a.m. Pacific every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, for about a half hour usually is what we try to do with three or four stories. Uh, and a whole bunch of you have requested that we clip some of those so that you can just sort of view them in smaller bites by topic if you can't watch the full thing. So the full thing will remain live as always, 11 a.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. Uh, but for now on, throughout the day, the clips will be available, which is a hint, a subtle hint to subscribe and tap that notification bell. Uh, only three stories for you today. We went through, there was like 800 things we could have done today because there's just so much going on. And I said, you know what? We're gonna focus in. We're gonna focus on three stories. These are all about Democrats. And these people are not well, mentally. Uh, it's just a sad, pathetic group of people. First off, Jen Psaki, who is a professional liar. She's the White House press secretary. Uh, she got asked about uh, some crime numbers, and she just absolutely lied, made it all about guns, and then, you know, now it's starting to come out. We addressed this a little bit yesterday, starting to come out a little bit that perhaps uh, COVID came from a lab in Wuhan, something that Trump said over a year ago was a possibility, and everyone who was dare to even say it, if you even hinted at it, you were a right-wing conspiracy theorist, probably uh, a <laughs> white supremacist, God knows what else. Um, well, now it's starting to look like that ha is at least partially true or has some legs or anything else. So she got asked about that and of course gave a non-answer. Then uh, Joe Biden, who is our 78-year-old president, he gave a talk yesterday at FEMA and it ain't pretty people. And the thing that they're all trying to hide, it's getting harder and harder to hide it. So we're gonna show you some video that you will not see on CNN. And finally, AOC, from Pasaki to Biden to AOC, it's the trifecta of ridiculousness in today's show. Uh, she is now in therapy because of what happened on January 6th. And uh, she went on a podcast to talk about it. So we got a little audio. So before we get to all of that though, did you guys know that today is National Wine Day? That's like saying it's National Dave Rubin Day. Very exciting. Here's a tip, guys. Next time you grill up a couple steaks, I want you to pop open a bottle of Extreme Altitude Malbec wine. I've got some right here. It comes from these remote vineyards in Argentina located up at around 9,000 feet. When these vintners aren't making wine, they're herding cattle so they know meat, they know barbecue, and that's exactly what these Malbecs are for. As soon as you open the bottle, you're gonna experience delicious notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, and dark cherry. You're also gonna get less sugar, less chemicals, and less additives, and 10 times more resveratrol, which is a powerful longevity booster. We made a little tri-tip last night and had some Malbec, and it is dark and delicious. The guys over at freethinkerwine.com just got a special shipment of these wines in. They've got one Malbec from the third highest vineyard in the world at about 9,000 feet. Visit freethinkerwine.com and you'll get 50% off the wine and 50% off shipping. This is a small batch and it's gonna go fast, so just visit freethinkerwine.com. That's freethinkerwine.com. And now back to me. All right, we got two clips of Jen Psaki, who is the White House press secretary. And I get it, you know, I should address this up front because all White House press secretaries, 
forever, for decades, probably since the beginning of the press conference. They come out there in essence to lie. That would be the most negative version or the most negative way you could say it. They come out there to lie or at least massage the truth or hide things or manipulate the truth. I mean, that's that's sort of the job, right? Like, so you've got what is happening in reality, the things that the administration is doing that it wants us to do or not do. And this doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican is what it is. There's the reality of the world and then there's the press. And then the press secretary is the person who is the filter from those things to then the press. Now we know when it's a democratic uh, president or a democratic administration, the press is basically just gonna mostly ask nonsensical questions, sort of telling you how much they love the administration. And of course, when it's a Republican administration, especially when it's a Trump administration, they're gonna go in there screaming about Hitler all day long. Well, Jen Psaki is just, she's just absolutely awful. I, I, don't, th I don't think that's a subjective comment. I, I think that is a, a factual, unambiguous statement. She's just terrible at the job. She reeks of inauthenticity and seemingly is unable to say anything remotely true. So we're gonna show two clips of her. The first is from Blaze TV, and she's blaming the rise in crime, which we've been covering on this show, because you know what happens, you're not gonna believe this, guys. This is just completely bananas. If you defund the police and you tell people that they're allowed to steal stuff, which is what a lot of the DAs in blue cities are doing, people are gonna uh, start doing more crime. But she doesn't blame it on that, she blames it on the lack of gun control. Clip one. 4,000 more people shot and killed by guns in 2020 compared to the year before. Is there a crime problem in this country? Well, I would say certainly there is a guns problem, uh, and that's something the president would say. And there are communities where uh, local violence and community violence is an issue. And that's one of the reasons that we have proposed and have now are implementing funding for community violence prevention programs across the country. I will say um, that we don't often highlight, and you just gave me the opportunity to, the fact that between mass shootings, mass shootings that get a lot of attention, that we lower the flags, there are hundreds, thousands of people who lose their lives. And that's one of the reasons the president will continue to advocate for the Senate passing uh, back universal background checks, but also advocate for actions in states where we have seen uh, the greatest level of activism over the past several years. Oh, she just, it's a lot of words, but really saying nothing. So she's saying we don't have a crime problem, we have a gun problem. Now that would imply that all the crimes that are being committed, or at least a disproportionate amount of the crimes that are being committed, are being done by people who have guns. Except, do you know what's happening in San Francisco right now? I believe it's 17, let's see if we can confirm it. I think 17 Walgreens, the, the drugstore, in the San Francisco Bay Area have closed, not because they're being stuck up by gun-wielding robbers, but because Basically, the DA, this guy Chesa Bodine, has told people we're not going to prosecute low-level crimes, which is also what they're doing here in Los Angeles. Our DA is a guy by the name of George Gascon, who is a white guy who was supported by Bernie Sanders, and he got rid of our first black female DA. I don't care about identity politics, but they usually do. Yeah, 17 stores, I was right, uh, due to rampant stealing in San Francisco. Walgreens has closed. So these are not people walking in with guns and sticking up the store, put all your money in the bag, it's not that. It's people literally walking into stores and just stealing as much stuff as you can. And idiotic progressive policies, such as you're allowed to in effect steal up to $900 worth of stuff and you won't be prosecuted because they've somehow tricked people into thinking that that has something to do with racism. 
because they're racist. So they frame everything within the racist lens, as you know. That means, as I've said many times before, you could, in essence, go into Best Buy in San Francisco, if it's still open, probably boarded up and closed, and you could steal basically a PlayStation 5, let's say that's about 400 bucks, I guess, and then you could steal pretty much around $400 worth of games. So you could probably get like six games, let's say, but if you go over the threshold, then they'll arrest you, and they won't arrest you for that either, or prosecute you for that either. But she's making just a such a, a deeply dangerous false comparison here. She said, no, we don't have a crime problem. By the way, I, I wouldn't even argue that all the gun deaths are gun problems. There have much more to do with societal problems and mental health things and family and all that. Notice she never talks about, as we've talked about all the time, uh, the 41 uh, gun violence crimes that were committed in Chicago this past weekend. I think eight people died in 41 shootings in Chicago. That's black on black crime, so if you mention that, you're a white supremacist, racist. Um, but then it's also the double speak that these people use. So remember, we had a year of defund the police, and you guys know about all the statistics related to crime going up, murder going up, all the rest of it. She says, we are gonna have funding for community violence prevention programs. Doesn't that sort of sound like what the police would do? I'll, I'll read it again. We're gonna have funding for community violence prevention programs. That's kind of the stuff that police used to do, the same people you guys wanted defended. I mean, this is 1984 doublespeak at its finest, at its absolute finest. But what they wanna do, I mean, let's just be clear, they want to take the guns. They wanna take the guns. And by the way, someone, find the statistic for me. We'll, we'll, we'll try to cover this in the next couple of days. I wanna know the statistic on people shooting other people with guns that they legally bought and are members of the NRA. I'll toss in both of those. I want the amount of people who legally buy a gun and then shoot someone, not in self-defense or on their property, but just meaning you legally bought a gun, went through all the processes, and we have background checks. By the way, she also said we don't have background checks. They keep going to this thing that we don't have background checks. We have background checks. I bought guns in California. I assure you there are background checks. I couldn't just walk in there and, and take a gun. I guess I could have walked in with a gun and tried to steal a gun and then she would have told me that wasn't gun violence or that wasn't real crime, that was gun violence. That doesn't really matter. The point is guys, um, these are not honest people and they're, they're just lying about everything. But give me the numbers, we'll, we'll get the numbers in the next couple of days, we'll, we'll try it for tomorrow. I wanna know the numbers of people who legally bought guns and then did something violent with that gun having nothing to do with self-defense. And I think you're gonna find that's very low. And if I'm not mistaken, there have been no mass shootings by someone that was a member of the NRA. So, they, so this isn't to say the NRA is perfect, but what they do is all the time they frame it as the NRA is this evil white supremacist terrorist organization. It's like, no, they're defending uh, a right that's given to us in the constitution. That, that's actually what they're doing. Anyway, if you, if you think everything she's saying, it's just a bunch of nothingness. Uh, a Fox News reporter, I believe it's Peter Ducey, uh, asked Jen Psaki about uh, the Wuhan lab theory. Now this is the idea that the COVID basically came not from a bat or some sort of animal, which is sort of what everyone has said for about a year, but that there is this lab in Wuhan that we that the United States has partly funded. We actually discussed that yesterday between the, this debate between Rand Paul and Fauci, and that somehow the disease, the virus, escaped that lab. Well, now people are talking about it. For a year and a half, we weren't allowed to talk about it. Now people are talking about it. Listen to Jen. Why isn't President Biden pushing for more access, more information to get to the bottom of exactly what happened? We are. Uh, and we have repeatedly called for the WHO to, to support an expert-driven evaluation of the pandemic's origins. 
that is free from interference or politicization. Now, there were phase one results that came through. Uh, we were not, uh, during that first phase of the investigation, there was not access to data, there was not information provided. Uh, and now we're hopeful that uh, WHO can move into a more transparent, independent phase two investigation. But with 589,920 dead Americans, at what point does President Biden say, we don't want to wait for the WHO. We don't know what they're doing. This needs to be an American-led effort to get to the bottom of what happened. Well, first of all, we need access to the underlying data and information in order to have that investigation. But and why not? But he talks all the time about how he's known President Xi for a long time. So why can't he just call and, and we need and them. I think you're misunderstanding how this process actually works. What we can't do, and what I would caution anyone doing, is leaping ahead of an actual international process. We don't have enough data and information to jump to a conclusion at this point in time. So is there any amount of casualties from COVID in this country that would make you want to not wait for an international effort and just do it? That's a great job right there by Peter Ducey from Fox News. What in essence he's saying is why would we trust these organizations? She keeps saying things like we need, there are expert driven analysis and we need access to more data and maybe the WHO will be more transparent. They haven't been that transparent. And this is what we know is consistent with the way the CDC works and all of these international organizations that sort of tell us one thing, months later they tell us something else. Ducey, in essence, is saying, well, wait a minute, about 500,000 Americans died, we all know that. At what point do you not trust these people? At what point does Biden say, oh, we actually need to find out where this thing came from, and perhaps, perhaps the WHO is compromised in some way by China, but she just can't say anything. This is what they do with everything. They trust, they love systems, they love Systems. So what they do is they, in essence, oh, oh, we just need more time and the process and in the international community and everything else. And it's like, these systems just don't work. It's like saying the United Nations works. You know what I mean? Like without, or it's like saying NATO works. It's the U.S. It's the U.S. If we want something to happen, if we want to defend a place, destroy a place, find out information, find out what's true, it's like we got to go ahead and do it. But unfortunately, the Biden administration is just outsourcing all of our decision-making power to uh, to these organizations. So anyway, I just think this is super interesting because it's one of those things, I tweeted this out this morning. I mean, basically, if the mainstream media says something is absolutely true, you pretty much have to assume it isn't and wait about six months and then you'll find out you're right. That's kind of where we're at with these things. Oh, real quick, because we do things on the fly here. The NRA currently has about five million members. This is in reference to the previous story. Zero have been involved in mass shootings. Zero have been involved in mass shootings. Okay, let's move over to, to Joe Biden. He was at FEMA yesterday discussing some COVID stuff. And you know, he's mostly, when he does these things, he usually reads off notes and that's just fine. By the way, I've got a couple notes here, not much. I, I scribble down a few things and I'm mostly just talking off the top of my head. I'm not comparing myself to the president of the United States, but I'm not sitting here saying that I have to have every single thing memorized and the rest of it. But Biden, you know, when he gives speeches, obviously it's mostly off prompter. And that's one of the weird things about his mumbles and fumbles because reading a prompter is, is just reading. And I've mentioned this before, sometimes when you read a teleprompter, so right now, the way I'm looking at you guys, I actually do have a prompter in front of me. All it says is Biden mumbles FEMA. FEMA. It's just the, to it's the top line of what I'm doing for you guys right now. But occasionally you're gonna fumble over some words, you could lose some of it. It happens to him all the time. Anyway, he's giving this talk at FEMA yesterday and he's got the notes right in front of him. And just, 
Just listen to this and look at the way everybody's looking at him. And you tell me, is something wrong here? But uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is, uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from last year as well. There's help, as we, they're, you know, being there to help uh, clear roads, rebuild uh, main streets, uh, and so that the families can get back to their lives. Uh, that's what FEMA does every single day. What? Like, what? He's got the notes right in front of him. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's mumbling and fumbling and bumbling. Those people are obviously looking at him like something ain't right here. Everyone knows something ain't right. And the more that they don't cover this, they're not gonna cover that on CNN. And by the way, I'm not saying that they have to lead with that story and have doctors on every two seconds, like when Donald Trump, remember Donald Trump drank a glass of water with two hands and then he walked slowly down a ramp and then they said he had neurological disorders and the rest of it. I'm not saying they have to go all in on that, except this is just another one of those things where the more they don't cover it, what everyone can see is anyone watching this right now, any single person that just saw what I just showed you, do you not think something is wrong there? Something is obviously wrong. By the way, some of it could just be age. He's getting up there, he's tired. I can't imagine the amount of hours they've got him doing things and the amount of information he has to have and all of that stuff. Not that I think he's in charge of any of this stuff, but when he's sitting there with notes in front of him and he can't pull together a basic sentence, we know damn well if this was a Republican and especially Trump, they would, they would actually be calling for impeachment already. They'd be calling for people to be arrested that are around him. Like, is there any doubt that that is true? And, and just one more thing on this. I don't mean this to be a dick. I really don't. I, look, it's, my cards are on the table here. Do I like Biden? No. Do I think the Democrats are evil? Yes. Do I think that a whole bunch of horrific ideas are being imported in the name of diversity and tolerance that this guy is ushering in? Yes, all of those things are true. But I would prefer that the guy who is supposedly flying the plane right now, if the United States is the plane, I would hope that this guy was mentally competent. And it's fairly obvious that he isn't. So we should be allowed to talk about it. But unfortunately, you ain't gonna see that on CNN or MSNBC. So good luck with all of that. And speaking of incompetent buffoons who are in government, AOC, who really has just turned out to be just I don't know how to put it another way. I think she has turned out to be one of the most inauthentic and in many ways backwards politicians that we have. And I don't even mean that by her ideas, but her constant dishonesty, her constant impugning everyone's motives and, and going just scorched earth. She just wants scorched earth around her and she's doing it in the name of I'm the good guy. It's, it's pretty gross. Well, we've got a quote here uh, from the blaze because uh, AOC is now in, in therapy. She's in therapy because of what happened on January 6th, even though she wasn't in the building, as we know. Uh, Rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez revealed recently that she is attending therapy because of the deadly riot at the US Capitol on January 6th, claiming in a radio interview that members of Congress essentially served in war. Ah, we've got audio of AOC on the Latino USA podcast. So you're doing therapy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm doing therapy, but also I've just slowed down. I think 
the Trump administration had a lot of us, especially Latino communities, in a very reactive mode. Members of Congress served in war. The Latino community is in a reactive mode. She has to slow down because of all of this. She so desperately wants to be the victim. Let me put it out there one more time. For this so-called insurrection, which I am in no way defending the people that did anything illegal, they had no plans, they brought no guns, several of them died, nobody else died, the cop died of a heart attack. Um, the idea that she is now in, that she served in war. She served in war by her own words. She's now in therapy because of this. None of this is true. None of the, trust me, AOC is living the good life. She is loved by the machine. She is loved by mainstream culture. She can do whatever she wants. Somebody posted a picture of she illegally parked her Tesla the other day. Like she's doing just fine. But the problem with the left is that if she was to say, I'm doing great, I'm thriving. I feel good in what I'm doing, the good work that I'm doing. I love this country and I just wanna make it better. If she had, would say any of those things, she'd have no value to the left because the left, they need their politicians to feel like they served in war. They need to, their politicians to basically have to say that they're in therapy because of the stuff that they've lived through. She's lived through nothing. She's lived through nothing other than she's here to destroy the United States of America with her friends in the Hamas caucus. That, that basically is it. But this is the way they use victimhood. She really, she's gotta be the victim. She's in therapy. And the Latino community was in a reactive mode. In retrospect, like really, I, I don't care what your, what your political leanings are, whether you're left or right or Democrat or Republican or anything else. Did, did Donald Trump in retrospect uh, seem anti-Latino? Does anyone really believe that? Does anyone really believe, now, now a few months into this thing that we're in right now, does anyone believe that the driving forces of Donald Trump were racism or bigotry? Does anyone really believe now that we're watching Jews be hunted down on the street in New York City and LA that Donald Trump was a racist? Donald Trump who is up there all the time, not only defending Israel but defending black people in that he wanted them to have less unemployment and it was actually happening and it was the lowest black unemployment of all time, ain't the case anymore. Um, does anyone think, and, and by the way, and Latino unemployment, Latino unemployment was at an all time low too. So what, so what is she saying? Latino people had to be in a reactive moment and I have to be in therapy and the way, the tone that they talk in with the words going up, it, uh, I don't like these people. I don't like these people very much. That's how I feel about that. Uh, guys, part two of my interview with Steven Crowder, who is now one strike away being taken down by YouTube, and it probably didn't help my case to have an interview with him about it, uh, is up right now. He's actually suing YouTube. It's a really fascinating situation going on over there because he has two strikes on his channel. You only get three. They haven't even fully explained to him why he has the two in the first place. So he's suing him. He's suing him. And as I've often said related to big tech, we have to fight in all sorts of ways. We have to fight in the tech ways. That's why I started Locals.com, obviously. We have to fight in the legal ways. We have to fight culturally. We have to fight politically. We can talk about breaking up the companies, all of those things. So Crowder, one of the reasons I love Crowder, he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's not just laying over and taking it like so many people do or sitting quietly. He's actually suing YouTube, which is probably not the easiest thing to do in the world. Uh, the full episode, of course, is up already completely ad-free 
at rubenreport.locals.com. By the way, the last couple days at uh, rubenreport.locals.com have been our biggest growth ever. The community is absolutely exploding and I love communicating with you guys there and seeing what you're thinking and getting questions from you guys and all that good stuff. And if you didn't think that good things were happening with locals.com, we had two hit pieces on us yesterday, which that truly, in the old days when they used to call me a far right winger and I'm alt right and I'm a racist, we had two hit pieces on locals yesterday. One in Gizmodo, which is some sort of tech website, something, something, and one in the Daily Beast, uh, because the Daily Beast one was just such a piece of work, uh, because we have Patrick Byrne on locals. You guys might know Patrick Byrne, he's the former Overstock. CEO who I've had on the show, who was uh, a Stanford, I believe he was a philosophy professor at one point, huge guy in the Bitcoin world. He's, he's like a legendary investor and this is a good man. Well, he has had some stuff to say about the election. I can't repeat any of it here because I don't want YouTube to take me out, but he got booted from Twitter. So Twitter blew apart his Twitter account. He does not on Twitter anymore and he needed a place to communicate with his fans and now he's making a ton of money and communicating with his fans on locals.com. So they tr they wrote it as a hit piece because, you know, right-winger Dave Rubin gave this guy a forum to talk. And it's like, wow, you actually not only proved my point that, yeah, we're defending free speech, but we're also allowing people to make money on content. Pretty beautiful thing. So shout out to you uh, losers over at the Daily Beast. Keep up the good work over there. Anyway, so lots, lots of good stuff's happening. Oh, and we did actually get a non- hit piece written on us, which was nice. Forbes uh, wrote a great piece on Locals yesterday, so that was nice to see. Anyway, happy to communicate with you guys over there. Got a bunch to do today, have a good day. Uh, don't worry, don't worry about it. I, I know I did, I was heavy on the Democrats today, Pasaki and Biden and AOC. Uh, I'll see if I can go in another direction with it tomorrow. Maybe we'll do a little bit out of the political realm tomorrow. Anyway, have a great day, everybody, and uh, I will see you on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.